Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about women who are in a relationship where they want more sex than their partner, their male partner. And this isn't what I usually talk about because, as you are aware, if you follow my blog and if you are a person who exists in the world, men usually within long-term relationships have a higher sex drive than their wives. If you do not know that this is what happens, then I refer you to the entire Dr. Psych Mom blog. But in about one-third of my cases of the couples that I work with in my private practice, the woman has a higher sex drive than the man. And this can be even more upsetting in many ways than when the man has a higher sex drive than the woman because all of popular media suggests that men are always chasing women around the table and begging for sex and that the identity of an attractive woman is somebody who is pursued by uh, sexually by men. And within a monogamous relationship, the only one who's going to pursue you sexually, if you're looking to be faithful, is your husband. So when your husband does not pursue you for sex, women can feel even more unattractive, more uh, lonely, more abandoned, and really more humiliated than men in the same situation who also feel very bad. But men kind of acknowledge that they are supposed to be the pursuer generally, so they're not expecting usually the woman to be the pursuer. So that's the difference. So when I work with clients in this situation, there, are, there are, first of all, we have to iron out pragmatic reasons why this may be happening. One, that is so obvious, but men don't really like to think about it because it's embarrassing, is low testosterone. As people age, they, their hormonal levels decrease. This happens for women. That's what happens in menopause and before. Perimenopause for women lasts about a decade before actual menopause, which means they start in their 40s with decreased levels of estrogen and progesterone. Now, for men, around the same time, testosterone starts to drop. This can lead to tiredness, weight gain, inability to do what you used to do in the gym. You can't lift as much. You can't run as fast. You don't have energy and you don't have the same sex drive. You also may have erectile dysfunction and weight gain. If any, and depression, testosterone is really implicated in mood. So if First thing to iron out is for a man to go to a functional medicine doctor and figure out why he, uh, what his levels are and if there is any hormonal reason that he has a low sex drive. This is particularly relevant for men that used to be the pursuer, the sexual pursuer, and not much has changed with uh, the relationship. It's not, for example, as though they have constant horrible marital conflict, but they do not feel like pursuing their wife anymore or really anybody. When you talk deeply on a deeper level to these guys individually, they really don't think about sex that much at all. So it's not like their wife doesn't look as cute to them so they don't want to have sex with her. But they're not looking at hot women on the metro the same way or they're not looking at hot women at Starbucks in the same way either. They just don't really have the interest anymore. This usually indicates a lack of testosterone. Sometimes it can also mean depression in general. Untreated depression can make people have a very low sex drive. Ironically, the same medications that treat depression, SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors like Prozac and Zoloft, 
can lead to sexual side effects, uh, which is lower um, sex drive, which is what we're trying to treat there, but also longer latency to orgasm, so you're hard for a long time, but you can't come. Um, men think women are going to like that side effect, but they don't, because uh, for the kind of same reason as I'm saying is because women want to feel attractive to their husbands. So... All right, so then let's say that you've gone to a functional medicine doctor and they say that your testosterone is low, then you would get put on testosterone supplementation, which makes a huge difference. If you go to an individual therapist and they say that you're depressed, you can go on antidepressants and that may make you have, it's it's hard because sometimes you'll want to have sex more because you'll be in a better mood, but then sex itself may not be as easy. Either way, you could try it. Of course, individual therapy, which can treat depression, does not have any negative effects on your sex drive because it's not a medication, so you can always do that too. So let's say that it is not either of those things, and it is what I talk about pretty frequently, which is a mismatch in libido, and it was evident from the very beginning. Well, a lot of people say, oh, look, it really wasn't. We were having sex a lot in the beginning. No, not really. Not if you examine what you're saying in depth. Many people were not, in fact, having a lot of sex at the beginning. The higher libido partner, which in this show I'm talking about women, the woman who's in that case, she was always wanting more sex than the man. Even when they were dating, she wanted more sex. She just didn't know how to say it, or maybe she thought that she wasn't attractive enough to get it, or maybe she thought he was busy. That's a big one. He's busy. He's tired. When he gets a new job or or whatever else, then we're going to be having more sex. Well, spoiler alert, that didn't happen. Or sometimes the man is, in fact, having a lot of sex with the woman at the very beginning, because of the adrenaline and the hormonal rush of the honeymoon phase. But even just a couple months into it, he doesn't want sex anymore. He'd rather go to sleep or watch TV or exercise or whatever else. So in these cases, there was a red flag. It wasn't evident from day one, but it was evident from about day 60, which is not as good, which is not good either, rather. So in these cases, there's usually a libidinal mismatch where one person just has a higher need for sex and usually also physical touch, the love language of physical touch, than her partner. Sometimes even just a man understanding how this makes his wife feel can be enough for him to try to change. And it isn't very hard to try to get into the mood more if you understand that that is something that a good partner should be doing. A lot of men think, and women too, certainly a lot of women think this, that if you do not have desire, if if you're not looking at your partner and wanting to screw their brains out right then, then it's somehow inauthentic or disingenuous or not organic to, or or, or even like um, wrong somehow morally to start to have sex with them. Of course, you should start within the context of a loving relationship. If you know that your partner wants to have sex, of course, you should try to get outside of your comfort zone and start kissing them and start to see what happens. For women who have responsive desire, meaning they don't really experience desire until they've already started being touched, it's often a totally different ballgame once they've started the process. They don't experience any desire prior to touching, but then they do a few minutes into it. And that'll be the focus of another episode, but if you want to read about it on my blog, it's entitled Responsive Desire, Why It's Okay When You're Never in the Mood. 
because that is biologically how women work within monogamy. But anyway, men too that have low libidos can experience responsive desire such that when they start to have sex, they realize that this is pretty fun and that they want to be doing it. They just have to get into the mind frame that it is okay and in fact makes them a good partner to try to have sex when they are not already feeling it. This is not forcing sex when you hate the person and you don't want to touch them. No, this is within the context of a loving marriage. People have to try to do things that are good for the marriage and that the other partner likes in all aspects. Housework, childcare, sex, anything. Anyhow, if, the, if, if that still doesn't work, there are other ways for people to uh, think about this sex drive disparity. Some things are harder to talk about than others. For example, some men have a particular fetish or preference. And when they were younger, they were able to have sex no matter whether or not the fetish was indulged because they had overall higher sex drive because they were young men. But as they get older, they need something more specific. It doesn't even have to be a fetish. So a fetish would be something like they're really into BDSM or they're really into feet or lingerie or anything else. Or it could just be um, that the man is not having sex that is erotic enough. So if you go through my site or you just Google erotic breakthrough quiz, you can get to this quiz that they featured on Gwyneth Paltrow's show, Sex, Love, and Goop, which is only slightly more popular than my podcast here. Um, And she talks about the different, or the author, which is not Gwyneth Paltrow, talks about the different styles, and there's five styles. And one of them that I think is the most interesting to understand for my clients and probably for people in general with sexual issues is sensual. So sensual means a lot of touching, bath, massage, things like that. If uh, foreplay, um, music, things that get you in the mood. A man may have used to when he was young, maybe he didn't need any of that stuff. But when he is older, he does need more touching, more stroking, more caressing. It's very hard for men to act vulnerable in our society, which is unfortunate. So it may be hard for him to say to his wife, things, things happen so quickly. I, I can barely get an erection anymore um, without a lot of touching. And therefore, it's hard for me to enjoy sex. And therefore, I don't want sex. Plus, when I don't get hard as quick as I used to, I feel bad. And so then that also turns me off having sex in the future because I don't like to disappoint you, which is a real, real common feeling in men. They don't want to disappoint the woman, so they'd rather not have sex at all if they think there's a possibility of disappointing their partner. So perhaps something that you can talk about if you're in this situation with your partner is, do you like the sex that we're having? Is it enjoyable? What are your other fantasies? Not fantasies like having sex, you know, have swinging or, or whatever, but rather fantasies of an extended experience, something more sensual, something more erotic. A lot of men want that, but they don't know how to say it. Also, there is, of course, the elephant in the room of your husband may not be that attracted to you if he no longer wants to have sex. This is something men have a lot of trouble saying. Nobody wants to be the asshole that says that their wife's weight gain is a severe deterrent or her not dressing in sexy clothes or whatever else. But this happens for both genders, and quite honestly, it's better to state it out loud than not. 
if, if there is something that your partner of either gender can change to make you feel better or to make you want to be close to them, then that needs to be voiced. Also, it's kind of gaslighting somebody to never want to have sex but never tell them why if there's a real reason. Of course, it would hurt their feelings, but it's better for them to know than not to know if there is any possibility at all that it can be rectified. Also, there's porn. When men use too much porn and they get used to masturbating too much, intercourse does not feel like masturbation. There are many men that get used to the tightness of their own grip and a constant parade of cavorting naked women doing anything that they want on a screen. There is no way that one human female can approximate the stimulation of all of that. If you are having any sort of disparity in sex drive problems, the most important thing to do is both people stop masturbating, especially the one that has the lower sex drive. I think in general, if you're not having a great sex life, masturbation needs to go by the wayside. There, the, the entirety of the sexual energy focused on the partner can really be transformative. If you are... If, if, if your sex drive is finite, which it is, then if you're wasting it every day on jerking off to porn, what is your wife really going to feel about that if she knew? Usually she doesn't know. But she would feel, correctly, very upset. And there's a finite resource that she really wants, and instead it's going into another direction. Just stopping masturbating for a week can frequently increase sex drive so much that the person that never initiates sex turns into somebody who does initiate sex. If you struggle with being the woman who wants more sex, or if you're a man that's in this situation where your wife wants more sex, it is essential to talk about these issues and not just let this be a sensitive topic that everybody is too scared to address. It's terrible for both partners to feel like there is this horrible, secret, shameful part of their connection. Like, for example, people frequently say they go out with other couples, the other couples are joking around about having sex, and this couple feels so bad because they have such terrible sex or they have no sex at all. It seems like this horrible secret, and, that, and it poisons the closeness in the relationship overall. Sex therapy can really help, and so can couples therapy as long as it's sex positive. Many couples counselors do not really ask about sex because they're only human. They don't like to talk about it the same as other people don't like to talk about it. But it is really bad for couples counselors to only focus on emotion and not to focus on sex if sex is any issue. And honestly, I've rarely seen a couple that does not have a sexual issue if they have an emotional issue and vice versa, at least past the age of being in their 20s. So what I hope that you get from this podcast is the idea from all of my podcasts and blogs that open communication is the key and is really it can be transformative it's the key to a happy marriage it can transform your relationship not just sexually but in terms of feeling close and connected this is a particularly sensitive issue and if you're a woman in this situation it is probable that your husband does not really understand how bad it makes you feel and how important it is to you and how much different your mood would be if you were having the sex life that you want to have or any approximation thereof. People that require physical touch feel starved and angry when they don't get it. They feel frantic and panicked. So if that is you and you are the person that isn't having sex anywhere near how much you want or being touched because those things go together usually, then you're likely more irritable, 
more rude, more mean, more quick to anger, everything that your partner doesn't want. And it's unlikely that they really understand how more sex and more physical touch could transform you in that way. I think that if more people were aware of how physical touch is the same in adults and in children, nobody would think that it's something that people should just get over. People seem to think adults should just get over the desire for physical touch, but would never say that to a child who wanted a hug. This is a common theme that I keep coming back to because it's such a good analogy. It seems so cruel to think about denying a child a hug, but then people will deny their adult partner a hug with impunity. So this can be a good starting point for you and your partner to think about the different ways that you conceptualize sex and physical affection, and maybe even to get started on some ways of repairing or, or working on this issue, including going to a doctor, going to a therapist, going to a couples counselor, stopping masturbating, understanding the role of porn, understanding the role of, um, of, of really just an open-mindedness is very important. The role of open-mindedness, if your husband can really hear what it feels to you when he rejects you, he may decide to be more willing and to try more frequently to begin a sexual encounter that then he may really end up enjoying. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please let me know. Please suggest other podcast topics and blog post topics. Follow me on drpsychbomb.com. Subscribe to this podcast. It's on Spotify so far and Stitcher and Anchor, which hosts it. And I'm going to try to get it on Apple soon. So I enjoy making these. So please let me know what works for you and what topics you would like to hear. And have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.